This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Tuesday night, we're up the top of the tower. It can mean only one thing, ladies and gentlemen. We are the Fight Disciples, and we are back with all the very best Merseyside fight news. We've had a couple of weeks of great MMA action, I'm sure you will agree. And obviously, last week, thank you everybody that listened to the Martin Murray show absolutely sensational interview ahead of the release of his book Sinner to Saint if you want to catch up with that please you can download it over at fightdisciples.com along with our boxing and UFC show for this week but this is our Radio City talk show so of course it's packed with the very best of Merseyside boxing and tonight is a boxing special as well three huge guests quite literally huge guests uh, to come in uh, this evening, uh, but we're going to kick things off with a little bit of news. Obviously, Ryan Farag uh, was announced today will fight for the WBO European Super Flyweight Championship built on October the 16th at the prolific Your Call in London. He will take on local boy Sonny Edwards. Massive opportunity there for young Ryan Farag. That's an MTK show. More details to come as we get a little bit closer to that date. Um, but tonight, let's get stuck into it, shall we? Because I tell you what, when I say I've got three big guests to come, I am not messing about. Um, coming up in the later part of the show, World Boxing Super Series finalist, the one and only Callum Smith. Um, we caught up with him this week. Myself and Adam went out to Joe Gallagher's gym up in Bolton, and we caught up with Callum, who is in the final stages of his fight camp ahead of this big showdown with George Groves. In, yeah, you're going to hear this right, Saudi Arabia. Crazy, isn't it? Jeddah, Saudi Arabia will play host to the World Boxing Super Series final, Super Middleweight Tournament, on September the 28th. We went down to Gallagher's gym this week. We caught up with Callum. We had a great chat with him. I tell you what, he is in a sensational place right now. Don't tell anyone. This is a whisper. Keep this between us, ladies and gentlemen. He was about 12-5 this week with weeks to go. Now, this is a guy that people say, oh, he struggles to make weight. He needs to move up to light heavyweight. I'm telling you now, Callum Smith was about four or five pounds off making the 12 stone limit, that 168 limit. Don't believe any of it. He's in cracking shape. Looks sensational. I tell you what, that is going to be one hell of a fight on September the 28th. More of that to come later on in the show. Adam sat down with him. We had a cracking interview. That's to come in part three. Also in part two, of course, the big man's back. This weekend, David Price features on the undercard of Anthony Joshua versus Pavekin at Wembley Stadium. Another massive bill for Biggin to feature on. He was originally supposed to be fighting in Ireland. That fell, fight fell through. We're going to hear from him in part two about how this fight came about. He's now taken on another undefeated Russian prospect. Massive opportunity for Pricey, though. He's in a great frame of mind. That's coming up in part two. We're going to get him on the phone, and we're going to count down to that one this Saturday night. But first and foremost, I want to kick things off with, with a name that a lot of fight fans may not be too familiar with just yet, but believe me when I tell you, you will do soon. Cruiserweight prospect Clay, Craig Glover from Liverpool is at nine pro fights, one eight of them. Let me tell you now, he's on a current ride of six straight stoppage wins, four of which have come in the first round. He has been added to the Newcastle Metro Radio Arena card. 
um, on October the 13th, just a couple of weeks' time. The same bill that Robbie Davis Jr. fights on. He's taken on Simon Vallely, another hot cruiserweight prospect, former Commonwealth Games uh, gold medalist. Glover versus Vallely has been added to that card in Newcastle, October the 13th. And you know what? Let's get him on the phone right now. October the 13th is the day, Craig. We're back, Newcastle Arena. Excited for it? Oh, yeah, very excited. Not long now, like. It's, uh, you know, so far nine fights into your career. This will be your fit, you know, your 10th fight. Um, but it, and, you know, well, let's be honest here, it's a, it's a step up. It's a, your first 10 rounder. And it's against yeah. a, an opponent that, you know, on, well, he's ranked above you in the British rankings. Can't ask for any more. No. Well, as I said, it's a, it's a big step up if you put it on one paper. Former Commonwealth gold medalist, I think, wasn't he? That's right, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's had he's had fights, I think, and he's ranked above. He's in the top ten, so and it's my first ten rounds. So on paper, it's a massive step up. But, but I just know I've got the bean of this fella. Yeah. I know I'm not going to beat him. I'm going to beat him well as well. There's um obviously there's a there's a buzz around this guy up in the northeast. You've got a buzz around you in the northwest. It's what we call in the industry a bit of a trade fight, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean. I think it's 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 a bit of a strange one because like I I, I think it's, it's weird when people start like knowing me and like when you go you went to Vindy and like I, I don't expect anyone to sort of like be talking about me. It's a bit weird like that. And then <clears throat> now starts people are starting to get onto it and I've looked on Twitter and people say, "Wow, it's a great fight." It's like it it's good, you know what I mean? It's good that people are the keys willing to take the challenge and I've took the challenge, you know what I mean? And I think it's going to be a great fight myself. Oh, absolutely, yeah. How did the fight come about? Did you did you ask for it? Did he ask for it, or did Matchroom just kind of put it together? Um, how did how did it come? I thought I think it sort of actually got put to me, and then like I could have went on and fought a few more people and fought on one side, and no one was going to win. Do you know what I mean? But when the challenges thing, I just think we get in the sport. So it depends what you're in the sport for. So I'm in it to to, to win titles. So mm. I said, yeah, hundred percent. I'll take you, and I know I, I know I've got the beaters. I want to beat them and stop them as well. Yeah, I think on paper, I think a lot of people will look at it and think, okay, it's a it's a classic boxer versus puncher. Valerie with a background in you know uh, an extensive amateur background. He's you know he's, he's only had a he's only had four I think knockouts in his thirteen wins. Where have obviously yeah. yourself. Um, you're literally blowing everybody away. Six st- straight stoppage wins now, and four inside the first round. Is that how you see it as well? It's just got, you're just going to get in there and put your put leather on his chin. Completely no. disagree. No, no. I think he's going to be very shocked. I, I, I know. I can either beat him. I can stop him early. I can stop him late. Or I can outbox him for ten rounds. I know. I, I, I think he's going to be surprised by how I, I, my boxing ability. Yeah. I just haven't been able to show you because every time I'm meeting people, they're, they're going. Yeah. Or I can box. Well, to be honest with you, the first time I seen you was up at uh, was up at Derry's. You were at Derry's then before you went over with Joe Mack and you were you were on the pads in the. In fact, you were on the pads with Joe Mack, I think. And uh, yeah, yeah. And I said yeah, to I and I said I to listening. Derry and I was like, "Who's the middleweight?" And he was like, <laughs> "He's a cruiser waiting till you get over there." And I I couldn't believe. How quick your hands were! What yeah. what was your what was your background? What was your journey into boxing, Craig? Because obviously your, your brother was in tough. Your brother was an MMA fighter. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So how did you, how did you steer away from MMA and, and stay towards boxing? How did that happen? Well, I was I was always, I was a kickboxer before I boxed, um, and but I was always sort of way when I did kickbox. I was more of a boxer yeah. in kickboxing, and um, 
me, me, me younger brother Jack and Steve, and I even had Michael boxed. So I've got quite a big for eight of us. So everyone's done something, do you know what I mean? So I've, um, I sort of went, oh yeah, I'll give it a little go. After I fell, four I've done, sort of, sort of done with the kickboxing, and then um, it just naturally went into it. Then I swerved it for a bit, and then obviously it come about with one to turn pro and the Spartan Bellew and stuff like that, and he's, he was impressed, and then it does just come about, and now here I am, and I'm, I haven't really looked back, to be honest. So how did that happen? how did that sparring first happen? Because obviously not anyone can just rock up and go and spar Tony <laughs> Bellew. So how did that happen? Who put that together? Well, strangely enough, when you say the MMA, I was actually considering going into MMA. When I was, I, I went quite heavy. I thought I was, I was eating loads and like I went to my seventeen stone. So I thought, right, I'm gonna get my weight down. I'm gonna get the MMA a little go. Yeah. So. um I was losing weight. I ended up bumping into like an old mate of mine, Gary. And um Bell, you were short, someone I think let him down for sparring. And he was like, Oh, it was his final spar before he was the fight before he fought Masterneck it was. Right. And um he just went to see me day rounds, such and such. So I was like, Oh yes, I'll do that. Not thinking he was gonna text me on like, <laughs> Monday I get a text, I get a phone call going, All right, that's it, that's spar tomorrow. I was like, oh, Him and then um, it sort of went from there then and he just said listen if you want to give it a go do you know what I mean it's a tough sport so it's good to have someone like him himself sort of help guide you do you know what I mean and listen I do all of myself do you know what I mean I, I don't rely on things but it's always nice to be able to pick up the phone and speak to someone like that you or yeah but at the end of the day it's all on you do you know what I mean it's one thing I've come to learn the sports everything's on yourself of course do you know what I mean you can have all the help in the world but You've got to do it. You've got to work, and you've got to do it yourself. You're the one that's got to put the work in. Yeah, exactly. So exactly, yeah. you actually. So it was. It was that meet and rebel. You, it was that sparring session which led to the the friendship, the relationship. Then obviously you decided. Yeah, then mean, I'm going to turn pro, and then you made your pro debut at Goodison Park. Yeah, I mean we had sparred previously and know them previously, but that was sort of they had come on a lot since the first time we sparred, and then, um, yeah, and then obviously we led on to Goodison Park because we gave you. And um, what a debut that was. I know, what a night that was to make your debut. Insane. Oh, do, oh, do, do you kind of look back on that now? As, you know, because you start, talk about starting at the very top. You know, you're making your pro debut at Goodison Park and then, you know, eight fights later, you know, you're fighting at Greenbank Sports Academy. You've kind of done it the, the other way around a little bit. <laughs> you started big <laughs> oh, and then you've done to small hall. Obviously, you're back to big again with Metro Radio Arena uh, in yeah. October. So, uh, what's what's been the big surprise about the, the pro journey so far? Anything surprised you? Um, well, I think just, the big thing that has surprised me is you need you, it's so important who you have around you. I mean, I start off my my um, my pro career training in uh, Manchester with Oliver Harrison, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really right. And um, things were, do you know what I mean? And I needed to get things right. I think it's the, it's the team you have around you. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, you're like, boxing isn't like a boy on the ring, but before that, you need the right people around you and you need the right team to set up and everything's got to be right. Yeah. And um, the preparation is a massive thing and a massive thing I've learned along the way. Um, I just think that's going to be a big, like, it's living the life as well, not just in 
when you're fighting it, it's outside what you're doing are you training are you eating properly are you living it and I think that is going to be the big deciding factor with me and the Lily I yeah. don't believe he lives the life like I do doesn't make the same sacrifices no I don't switch like I never switch off after I've boxed I don't switch off from boxing boxing is my life yeah. and if you give your life to it and you're and you're and you're dedicated, then the results will come. Do you feel like you've got to work harder than everybody else because of your lack of, say, international amateur background? That you know, once you climb up these rankings in this cruiserweight division, once you get into the top ten, there's guys in there who've been to Olympic Games, been to World Championships. Is that what makes you work harder? Do you think? Uh, yeah, I think specifically. Yeah, I mean, I've always been one of these people who push myself anyway. Um, I don't think anyone can make me work harder than I make me work myself. Um, yeah, I think sometimes you've got to make it up with just sheer grit. If, if you haven't got the skill set, sometimes it's not about you want to use the best or boxer. Sometimes it's about who just wants it more. Um, I just believe I want it more. And where's this power come from? Do you think? Where's this? Where's this knockout power? Is it? Is it all? About, what, what impressed me with you was the speed for the cruiserweight. Yeah. You can't half throw your hands. Your speed's sensational. Do you think that's the key to the power? Is that why you're putting everyone I think over? So, yeah. It's just not I'm, not. I'm naturally heavy-handed anyway. So I think trying punch too hard and trying to punch hard, you don't punch hard. So just letting me, just just naturally, just being fast and letting my hands go. It's obviously it's bringing knockouts. So um, being relaxed as well. Obviously, you don't tire as much either when you're um, you're not loaded up on your punches. So. It's just learning, as I said, I've learned. If you look at my first fight to the second, to the, I think I've come quite a long way. And I've only had nine fights, but I've I've developed a lot in nine fights. And um, I think under Joe, Joe Mack and John Gilly, I'm, I'm going to keep going. Yeah, keep progressing. Um, Definitely. Obviously, it's there's, there's two lads who are at, at the top of the cruiserweight division domestically. Uh, go at it this weekend. I've got to ask you before, yeah, before I let you go about... Uh, Obviously, uh, Matty Askin taking on Lawrence Coley for the British Cruiserweight yeah. title. Which way do you see that going? I don't know. You know, I don't think it's just... I think everyone's expecting the Coley, aren't But I don't know if it's just like... I, th- I think Coley is going to win, but I can see... I can see Askin at least putting them over or... Asking um, questions. He's, 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 he's come on loads, Askin. Like, I mean, really has. And, he's, and he can punch as well. Yeah. And... Um, He's on a bit of a he's on a bit of a roll at the minute, so I don't think it's as 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 one side as people sort of thinking. But it's a it's a very good fight, and you've got to give even a Coley a swing. He stepped up, do you know what I mean? He's, I mean, he's had nine fights, ten fights. No, he had a big amateur. Well, no, he didn't he had a big amateur back now, did he? No, he went to the Olympics, but he was only he was only yeah. around for about two years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's no there's another one stepping stepping up and the one to. You know what I mean? Win titles and do something in the sport, so you've got to give him respect there. Absolutely, yeah. And, be, and just before I do let you go, obviously I've got to ask you about uh, the main man. How inspirational is it to have someone like Tony Bellew from this city, daring to be great, taking on the the great Alexander Usyk that everyone says is unbeatable, that everyone says sensational. Tony's going to flatten him, isn't he? Yeah, 100%. Brilliant. <laughs> Definitely. Left off. Got to be on there. Absolutely. <laughs> what do you think? Early, late on? Does it matter? I think it'll be. I think it'll be a late one. I think you'll have to get us there. I think you'll have to take a little bit, won't he? And he's like a 
move, move, and get a time, and I think her left hook's going to land, and it's just going to be good night, isn't it? Good night, absolutely, it sure is. Craig, thanks for joining us on the show. Best of luck with the rest of your camp. October the 13th up in Saturday, Newcastle Arena. Craig Glover takes on Simon Valley. I tell you what, there's no title attached to it at the moment, but it's a 10-rounder, and it's certainly got to be an eliminator for the bigger things. Stick with us on Fight Disciples. Coming up in part two, David Price. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. If you've just joined in, uh, you've missed the first part of the show, but you've tuned into the best biz of them all. The big man is back this Saturday night on the Anthony Joshua undercard. Our very own David Price returns to international heavyweight action. I'm delighted, as I promised in the first part of the show, I'm delighted to say he's joining us now on the line. Pricey, on your way down to London already? Um, well... <laughs> Tomorrow we go, mate. Um, I didn't know what to say then. I thought it was going to like, gonna be like an, uh, a blag that I was on the train or something. <laughs> tomorrow, we go tomorrow. We all know the disciples with a black and white army on us. So, yeah. Um, Travelling down tomorrow, mate, for the workout. Going to get the go to your halls. You could leave your workout. And just, just getting a few bits sorted today. Just yeah. like we Obviously, you you were in fight camp anyway, but you weren't actually in fight camp for this fight or even for this card. Uh, you were originally supposed to be fighting in Ireland against Sean Turner. Uh, that fight got cancelled, and then you got switched to the to the Joshua card. Can you give us a bit of a rundown on how that played out? Yeah, the, the Turner fight was offered to me and accepted, um, and then. I think, think about 10 days into training, we got told you weren't going to fight me. And then it was like, rummaging around trying to find an opponent, um, which was proven difficult really for for that show because, you know, it wasn't a big show. And I think when I think when people are agreeing to fight me, the, the people we were looking at, they were probably, you know, accepting the, the fact that I'd probably end up getting knocked out something. Asking for big money, and it's, it's you're like stuck between a rock and a hard place at the minute yourself because the options are to fight at a lower level opponents, not Sean Turner, because that, that would have been you know a, a decent level opponent for me, I think, in the circumstances. But you know, the others we were looking for, and, and the availability was a struggle. So then, the other option I've got is to, to get in with other undefeated fighters like, like this Kuzman. Yeah. Well, this fight was offered to me. <clears throat> a while back for this card, which which he said no, we were going to take a different route, and that fight will still be there. And it's just uh, it's ended up being offered there, and it has a, you know she goes to refuse type of thing. So we've um, decided to to go for it with everything to gain, not to lose. But like I said, I've been in training anyway, so it's just just, just a fight. Um, yeah, I think that's the. The, the change in you really, I think a couple of years ago, um, I, I just felt like you were taking it so serious. I don't know whether you'd have taken this option, but now it, it seems like David Price got a big smile on his face and going, I'm a professional sportsman and this is sport at the end of the day. It's it a is, test. It is, mate, yeah. And, and the Pebeckham fight was like the best best thing that happened to me because um, all got knocked out in a bad way or whatever. I came out, my stock was raised and I just enjoyed the entire event and this again, it's fight week. I've just been on the phone to the Stephen Smith there and I've said it I've said it through a couple of people I've said to you. I'm, I'm 
going to miss this when it's gone. Yeah. You know, I think it might be because I'm coming towards the end of my career, you know, maybe mid-30s now. I'm starting to, like, really appreciate it, whereas in the past, fight week was a, was a bit of a stress for me. You know, it was the pressure of, of getting in the ring and having to perform and win and couldn't wait for the fight to be over, truth be told, so I just relax and, and have a bit of normality in my life. Now, it's 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 kind of flipped where I've got I've got quite a normal life now. You know, I don't really get bothered by people or nothing else. And, and I'm gonna just savor every moment of it. But but I think I think these big events have got a lot to say for own feeling because it, you know, usually down there in Cardiff, uh, the, we did a fight and the the buzz is unbelievable. Yeah. And, and I'm enjoying it. I'm already enjoying the build-up now. It's 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 fight week. I'm excited. I'm gonna enjoy every moment, every step I take towards the ring is gonna gonna be enjoyed. And then then when that bell rings, I'm gonna just give everything I've got. I think it's quite compatible. Uh, you know, fights like this on events like this and cards like this. It's it you know kind of reminds me of Liverpool and the Champions League. You know, the big games. It's okay. The, the the Premier League's there week in week out and Crystal Palace away and whatever else it, it is what it is but when Paris Saint Germain comes to town like they, like they are doing tonight there's a buzz about yeah. the city and, and and in boxing circles it's similar obviously the the fight that, that you had in Ireland that's great but it was always a it was always a stepping yeah. stone fight to something else but these events on Saturday this card that you're now on instead these are the ones where you're gonna look back in the future of your career and go yeah that was the, I was on that card yeah I was there in front of ninety thousand at Wembley yeah, yeah of course I did it. And I was a good mate of mine. Um, we were chatting last week, and he said, "You know, when when this is all said and done, <clears throat> we're going to look back at this and realise how alive you felt when you were doing it." And, and that, that that's a way to describe it. You know, yeah, nothing else matters. Well, and at this stage, honest to God, I'm I'm absolutely buzzing for the for the that's all feel alive this week. Um, when you know, especially. Well, I had the opportunity to fight in Ireland, but it was a matter of just kind of going through the motions to get myself in shape and get a win and then all for something bigger and then get that buzz was being put on me short notice. So be it. Um, I'm just going to go, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Yeah. Do you kind of look back now, David, at the, uh, you know, the, the night say against Tony Thompson at the Echo Arena where you just looking back to where your mindset was at or the pressure yeah. you were putting yourself under and think, you know what? I feel like kicking myself now because I was yeah. headlining my hometown. I should have been loving it. I should have loved every I minute. I know. It's like, like everything in life. If only a new demo would have known now. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, but, but it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a natural process for, for people to go through. And I found out the hard way. Um, and here we are now. But, it, 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 yeah, I wish, I wish I could go back to myself and have a word with myself early. <laughs> Yeah. And just enjoy it for what it is and it is a sport and a job and um, you know, it doesn't last forever. So so embrace every moment of it. Absolutely. Obviously, you know, like like any fight that you take in this division, you're literally one knockout victory away from a from a, from an eliminator, let's be honest with you, because of obviously your background and the and the state of UK heavyweight division at the moment so many opportunities out there uh, are you allowing yourself to look past this fight or are you just kind of looking forward to it and relishing the moment no uh, well the, the incentive to win it is enough on, as far as there's, in, there's incentives on the other side of a win as far as like financial, financials and things like that and 
it's, it's potentially life-changing for me, so that's why I'm not going to be coming here to make the numbers up. You know, I've got to win on Saturday yeah. to, to change my life. Um, and, and I'm going to be going in, in there to do so. So that, that's all the motivation I need. So that when, if that's looking past it, then, then yeah, because I'm looking to face to do whatever's in front of me to get to, get to what I want. Yeah. Obviously, Sergei Kuzman is the new opponent this weekend. Uh, Russian ranked number two in Russia, 12-0 record with nine knockouts himself. Um, obviously, implies that he can punch. But are your tactics going into this one to to be the the old, aggressive, horrible... I love the way you used to describe yourself as horrible. When I'm horrible, I'm at my best. Uh, you know, is that how you're feeling? Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any other option for this fella. I think, uh, I think if you let him push you back, that, that's what he wants, so got to take it to him. Um, and I've dealt with these type of <coughs> type of opponents before in the amateurs. These Russians, the, the kind of uh, bully life. Yeah. Um, and you've got to take it to him. And I've, and I've come out on top a few times. So apart from Pavekin, and <coughs> he ain't no Pavekin, that's for sure. Whereas going into the Pavekin fight, um, you know, I had doubts in my mind whether it belonged in the ring with him. Mm. Proved to myself that I did, you know, barring the, the, the one shot, the knockout, I was definitely in the fight. This fella ain't no Quebecan. Uh, but, you know, I'm disrespectful there. He, he's, he's got his own qualities and, and he's well schooled and he's, um, you know, he's up and coming. Good, good heavyweight that, that a lot of people have probably avoided, but uh, like I said, what's on the other side for me is. So big that I've just got to make it work. Yeah. Obviously, I've seen you've, you've had some good sparring with Nathan Gorman these last couple of weeks as well. What's that been like? Fight for you, obviously, on Saturday, as you say, you can uh, realist, you know, absolutely change your stars with a big performance on Saturday night. You, you, you talked about it then, enjoying it and, and, and savoring every minute of it. Does that mean you, you know, you've sat down with Jade, you've, you've worked out a couple more fights, two more years, three more years? Have you got like a, a figure in mind? Or are you just going to see how far, how far you still love it for? No, it, it, it's well, the, the thing that the, uh, the number in my mind is to, to retire by, by my 39th birthday. Which means I'll be fighting in my 38th year, or my 39th year, when I'm 38. Um, because, you know, going back to Nathan Gorman there, he's 23, and I said to him yesterday, I would, I would never have been ready to turn pro that young. I just weren't physically ready. If you look at me in the Olympics, I was like a big baby, big gangly baby. Um, and people people develop at different rates, you know, you had Tyson Fury, he's been pro since he was 19. Yeah. He was like a fully grown man then. And he's just only 30. Um, and, and, and I believe I'm maturing, like coming into my peak as a, as a human, as a man now, which means I always had the, the intention of, of fighting towards the end of my 30s. Uh, but 
But who knows, you know, it, it all depends, but, but I'm enjoying it that much. But then, like I said, these events have got a lot to say for it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it might have come down to it where Alan said the, the build again might be a little bit, bit too much to ask. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I don't want to start any speculation by saying that. But, well, you'd only know, you'd only know when you know, don't you, when it happens. But as of now, like, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it and the, the, the surroundings. I mean, the gym, you know, what's all Mac and Gilly's training. It's, it's like, um, it's brilliant that the team, I've never, I've never had a team spirit like it since it was, since it turned pro amongst the group, a group of lads, you know, young, energetic lads, me, myself as well, and you know, they're, they're aggressive in their own way and it brings it out of you know, yeah. they, 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 don't, they don't mess about, so, um, everything's good at the minute. It's uh, it, it's amazing that you found somewhere that you're happy, and you know I can I can always tell it. You know, a happy David Price is always going to be a, da- a dangerous David Price, but maybe a few people in the industry are a little bit surprised that you've kind of settled with Joe McIngillies due to the lack of on-hand experience they've got at the pro level. But at this stage of your career, of course, it's all about being happy, isn't it? It's all about enjoying the process and enjoying the fights. It is, yeah, and that that's exactly what I am at the minute. I'm happy. With Joe and Gillies, the, you know, despite the, the actual experience on paper and, you know, as far as the bands are concerned or big fights or whatever, they're really knowledgeable, really good, really good in their own way, both, both for professionals as boxers. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, they're always willing to listen to, to other people as well who they believe can add something to them. To, you know, they're not, there's no ego there. Um, and I can always call on people who whose opinions I trust as well, you know. Like I've always, I've always stayed close to Sammy Smith. Yeah. Um, you know, he's been training since day one, wasn't he? And even now, you know, if, I, if, I, if I'm talking about opponents, so I'll always ask for his opinion. Just, you know, I think a lot of people, will, a lot of fighters, will have that person in the in the in the life view. They'll pick the phone up and see what their opinion is, because they value it. So we have got, we have got. Or I've got other people who, who can call on as well, but ultimately we'll make the decision amongst the three of us. Uh, and you know, it's just a great, it's a great thing. Absolutely. Uh, before I let you go, I've got to ask you about the main event. Um, obviously, you you were the last man to face Pavekin. Um, the victory over yourself springboarded him into this shot against Anthony Joshua. Um, it seems to have a lot of people divided. I think a lot of people in the industry are saying it's a, a much tougher fighter than maybe fans are giving him a given Pavekin credit. How do you see it going? I think I think it's going to be um, it's going to gel well the styles because unless Joshua fights like he did against Parker, which he, he, all the noises he's making, he's not going to. Mm. But then you've seen that many a time over these fighters promising. David Davis was. The, the main one for doing it when he was always used to promise uh, you know certain performances like against Value F or yeah. Klitschko but then turned it on its head people like Tony Bell you've done it in the past yeah. um, and it, it just got into the opponent's head and they've expected one thing they've done something different and they weren't ready for it but if Joshua fights the way he's saying he's going to it's going to gel well because um, both like to say Dukes the bent down punches, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joshua's got hand speed to match the Beckham's if not if not beat it, which I didn't. 
and that was my downfall trying to beat him to the punch. Um, so you know, I can see some good exchanges coming off. Um, I just think the longer it goes on, the more it's in the younger man's favour. I think he started fading for Beckham and Joshua will, uh, you know, go over all of it yet. Well, let's hope we get two big heavyweight knockouts for the UK this weekend. Listen, as always, mate, the entire city is behind you, if not the rest of the UK. Super excited. Massive opportunity, as you say. One knockout away from a certain eliminator, at least. Uh, all the best, my mate, and uh, have a great week down in London. Thanks, Nick. See you later. Take care. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City's Talk. Please stick with us. Coming up next, Callum Smith. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. If you've only just joined us, where have you been, man? You've missed Craig Glover ahead of his big fight in Newcastle. You've missed Big Pricey ahead of his big fight, obviously, this weekend on the AJ Undercard at Wembley Stadium. But coming up now, as I say, at the top of the show, we went up to Joe Gallagher's gym, myself and Adam, uh, earlier this week on Monday morning to catch up with the one and only Callum Smith. Of course, he's got the World Boxing Super Series final against George Groves coming up in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. There's a crazy thing I thought I would never say as a boxing journalist. We're going to Jeddah. Absolutely bonkers. Obviously, it's, it's happening because of money. That's why the World Boxing Super Series is so successful. They need money. The money comes from Saudi Arabia. Who are we to argue? Let's go over there and have a bit of a ding-dong and get it done. Uh, obviously, Callum Smith, he's waited a long time, let's be honest. He's waited an awful long time for his shot at a world title. Probably too long WBC number one contender for what feels like about three years. No WBC normal belt, world title belt on the line against George Groves, but of course the WBA super world title belt, I know, don't ask, and the WBC diamond belt, and of course the Ring Magazine belt, and that that's makes it so special. You know, the Ring Magazine belt is only given to lineal champions. It's only offered when it's the undisputed number one and number two in a weight division, putting it all on the line. Tony Bellew, of course, crazily enough, you know, they're like buses, aren't they? No, no scouts has ever fought for the Ring Magazine belt, and yet not only is Tony Bellew fighting for one on November the 10th and fighting the, the finalist or the winner of the Cruiserweight tournament, Alexander Usyk, up in Manchester for the Cruiserweight version, but Callum Smith will face George Groves with the Ring Magazine belt and those other world title belts. First of all, on September the 28th in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. We caught up with him this week, and I told you at the top of the show, he's in great shape, absolutely sensational shape, about four to five pound over making weight already with their best part of two weeks to go. No qualms there whatsoever. He's had a fantastic camp. Seen him do a bit of sparring, looks razor sharp. He's ready. That's the, that's all you need to know. That's all this city needs to know. Callum Smith is ready. George Groves, let's hope his shoulder holds out. Let's hope he's ready because the UK is going to be treated to an absolute cracking fight on September the 25th. But that's enough waffle from me. Here's Adam and Callum talking about the big fight from Joe Gallagher's earlier this week. Can you actually believe that we're here? Three years, mate, you've been number one with WBC waiting, waiting. Yeah. Waiting for the world championship chance. Yeah, it's been a while. It took a lot longer than what. A while? It's three years, lad. Yeah, I know, I know. But I, Don't I, play it down. It's three years. It's yeah, mad. it's fr- it's been frustrating to be honest with you. It's mm. been it's been hard, and although I've 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 been apart from the ten months waiting for the drill one, I have been I have been fighting, but they haven't been the type of fights that I've wanted to be involved in. Yeah. I reached mandatory, and I thought that was it. I'd had all my learning fights, and it was nothing but big fights for me and then I had a lot of tick over fights against 
decent opponents, but opponents that I was fully expected to win. And you know, it just it didn't never motivated me, it never pushed me in training or in the ring. And it, it, it has it's been frustrating, but I finally got the one that I wanted. And you know, I think that's shown in me training in camp and stuff. I'm excited about boxing again. I'm excited to enter a fight where you know, the outcome isn't a foregone conclusion. Mm. There's people picking me to win, people picking me to lose, and they're the fight to turn professional for, mm. not to fight people who you know, I'm fully expected to beat. On, on those fights that you are fully expected to win, yeah. that you've had to have over the last three years, that must take unbelievable mental resolve to, to get yourself into a place where you are being professional, because yeah. it could, could, it could, all this could could quite easily fall down if, you, if you're not switched on. Yeah, exactly, and that's, that's always been the motivation. If I lose any of them fights that we've just spoke about, then the George Groves fight or yeah. any other world title fight's completely gone and it's a rebuilding job, so I've always had to stay switched on and I'm always professional in the gym and I've always been in good shape and trained very well. It's always been once I've been in there and you know, a couple of minutes into the fight I've realised, no, he's, he shouldn't. He shouldn't be here much longer, and then when he is there, still lay around four, five. I start criticising myself, saying, yeah. "You know, oh, the, everyone's probably getting bored, and people are probably saying I'm not that good." And I just beat myself up, and then, you know, after the fight, as long as, long as I've got the win, then I'm still in a position that I've always, I, I wanted to be in, and I know the big fight is still lined up. But it's never been a motivational training wise. It's more when I get in the ring, I realise that the person in the corner isn't kind of in the same league, and I should get rid of him pretty early and then I start loading up and they're still there late on and like I say I start criticising myself in the ring and I can hear the commentators speaking and I'm thinking <laughs> they're probably saying I'm, I'm not that good and it's just a, that kind of metal I haven't got that challenge and stuff like that so it's just mm. I haven't got that in this fight if I win a round I don't care whether it's boring messy scrappy anything as long as I win that round I sit on the stool that's another round in the bank for me and I don't care However, way I win this fight, as long as I leave Saudi Arabia with them titles. I find when I speak to fighters, you're, you're on a totally different mental plane. There's something chemically wrong <laughs> in your head, mate, because yeah. you're genuine. I can see now, like I've been spoken to you for a lot over the last three years. This conversation, the conversations that we've had leading up to this George Groves fight, you're genuinely excited about it. There's a genuine love for want for the challenge, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. I, I turn professional to challenge myself and see how good I am and see how good I can be and I don't you know, work hard in camp and put my body through you know what we put it through to go and have a tick over fight at the end yeah. of it you know I want I want rewards at the end of all my hard work and I don't want to boxing's a tough sport I've been around it a very long time and you see it's not it's not all the glitz and glamour like the footballers and it's a tough way to make a living and I don't want to be one of them fighters who stay in it for years and years I want to get in see how good I am, achieve what I can, aim what I can and get out and mm. have no regrets and the only way I can do that is by challenging myself, so you know, beat George Groves, which I fully plan on doing I want to challenge all the other champions I want to just do it all as quick as I can and see how good I am and when I do retire that I've got no regrets that mm. I know how good I was and I know I achieved what I feel I was capable of achieving When you, when you were a kid and you, you set off on this journey and yeah. thought one day I'm going to be world champion did you ever think that you'd have to do it in Jeddah? No, in the no not at all, not <laughs> at all. That's, that's been the biggest the biggest shock of all of them, and especially mm. fighting another English fighter, you'd always envisioned it being in or the MEM Yota Arena or somewhere like that, and, or a big rowdy atmosphere. Vegas, man, or Vegas. Yeah, or Vegas, it's just, the Jed is never somewhere, had mm. a, a place to fight, but it, it is what it is, and it's their decision, and we've got to just abide by it, and from a selfish point of view, I've still got the fight that I want, regardless of where it is, and yeah. 
the job to do is still the same. It's to go and beat George Groves, whether it was in the Echo Arena, the Alto Arena or Jeddah. It's mm. still the outcomes to become a world champion. On, on that three-year period that we've been speaking about, I mean, you mentioned Durrell. There were rumours of the Gale. I mean, that wasn't even enough done. Yeah. Then you've gone into this series. And then the, the route in this series has been mental as well. Because yeah. you fought a geezer in the second round that nobody had ever even heard yeah. of. He was a late replacement. And then the there was the possibility that it might not necessarily be George. Yeah, that you must have thought that you'd smash some mirrors or yeah, walk past the black cat I remember, or I remember I was sitting watching it. I, I didn't go to the Groves Eubank. I was fighting a week later, but I remember watching it and I mean, the shoulder at him, I was just thinking that he's out the kidding? final. Are yeah, and I just the, the main incentive for this tournament was to become a world champion and the minute I knew Groves was in it, that was my my go ahead to sign it. I was umming and ahhing and oh, with every type yeah. of tournament you don't know if it's going to work and there's a lot of question marks over it and we were kind of the guinea pig so at the minute I knew George Groves was in it and there was a world title in it for the winner then that sort of sealed the deal for me and then for him to leave and take his belt with him it wouldn't have been pointless but it had, it had took away the main objective of the tournament so that was frustrating for a few weeks few months and then the minute if I heard George was ready and then well, the date of the fight was irrelevant. I'd have waited however long it was, as long as I got that mm. world title fight, and I didn't have to have another keep busy fight in the meantime. It's not just the WBA Superman. Yeah. The Ring Magazine belt. Yeah. What we like to call the Rocky Balboa belt on yeah. our show, mate. Yeah. Everybody loves that one. Not many people get the opportunity to fight for one. No. And you've got this opportunity on the. Yeah, in the, that, in the that's final. that's. You know, you're turned professional to become a world champion and you know, if you've achieved that then you have achieved your dream but the ring magazine is probably another another level up from that and well, it says that you're number one yeah that's what I mean there's, there's been says. a world champion and there's been the best in the world and that's that's something where I've always wanted to be and I can do that by winning this fight so there's, to say there's a lot at stake in this fight is a bit of an understatement no, I can achieve it all with one win and that's the only motivation I need it's, mm. no, and I'm, I'm George Gove's a good fighter, he's got a lot of good strengths, he's also got weaknesses, but he's not, in my opinion, he's not an elite, he's not a, a Lomachenko or somewhere where you look and think, how, how do I beat him? He's very beatable, and you no, know, it's been done before, and he's been here before, so it's a massive winnable fight for me to achieve everything I've ever wanted to achieve, so I'm entering this fight fully confident, and fully confident I can become world champion and ring magazine champion. When you, uh, when you became British champion... Yeah. You did it in the first round. Yeah. When you became European champion, you did it in the first. Yeah. When you become world champion, possibly, possibly <laughs> we we'll have to wait. And Mate, see, I've checked the odds. It's fifty to one. I'm thinking yeah, of putting a few quid yeah, on. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> it's meant to be. But no, it's it's, it's a good fight, and I believe it, it could go either way. It could be a twelve round, you no know, grueling war. It could be a boring fight. It could be exciting and over quite early. You no, know, the two of us can punch. So I think that's what makes these type of fights mm. exciting. You no, know, they are. You no, know, the outcome's not certain and however it ends isn't certain and I'm prepared for everything I'm prepared for whatever type of fight it turns out to be we can play the patient the long game or we can go and have a shootout and it is what it is but I'm just fully confident however way the fight goes that I've got enough to come out on top there's an opportunity as well with winning this yeah I'm sure that he, he might want to go again yeah, which might possibly. earn a few quid yeah. and we'd maybe let's do this in the UK yeah, if you definitely. do it again yes yeah. so then the British yeah. fight fans can enjoy that yeah but with the size of you, my friend, I know that you make uh, Tolstone quite easily, yeah. but there's an opportunity there to maybe go to 12 and a half or even further. Yeah, there's, like I said, the opportunities are not endless. I just want to have always, a few people always ask me about moving up, and it is something that I know I think about doing, but the stuff I want to achieve at Super Middle, yeah. and I can do that in this next fight, and then we'll go from there. But 
no, I'm big enough for, for 12-7. I do a lot of sparring with light heavyweights and stuff, but for the time being, I'd say there's, um, there's stuff I need to achieve at Super Middle before I consider moving up. Hmm. There seems a change in the guard at Super Middle at the moment, don't there? No, yeah. no disrespect to George. I, I, I class him as a top-class fighter, but he's yeah. at the other end of his career. James is obviously at the other end yeah. of his career. Somebody needs to take control of, of the division, don't yeah, they? Yeah, there's a few young ones now. They're all 30-plus, and then there's you know, myself, Ramirez... Benavidez, Benavidez yeah, all yeah. in the 20s coming through and I think that's the new, the new, the new crop coming through and no, they both won their world title I think it's time for me to win mine and then there's some massive fights mm. unification fights out there but like I said George, the Gael they've all been you no know, great fighters but I do feel they've had their time they've had tough careers and it's time for them to, mm. to move out the way and also with uh, with Bellew fighting Usyk yeah. We would imagine, and I don't want to put words in Tony's uh, mouth, but at the end of that fight, he might call it a day. Liverpool needs someone that's going to fill a stadium, pal, and we haven't had one at Anfield, have yeah, we? Yeah, that's the plan. I see, you know, I was, I was at the Goodson one, I boxed in the undercard, and it was unbelievable. Mm. Just a night and day for the whole city. No, we've never, just to come out and watch a football boxing yeah, match. Yeah, but you're not, a, you're not a blue. There must have been a little bit So of when like, I was sitting there, I remember about? thinking, it's definitely something yeah. I want to do at Anfield, and I'm sure my brothers would want to do the same, and... I just think we, I've always said I need a world title to do it. And you know, after this fight, I used to say, May, I can't defend at Anfield. So, fingers crossed. That's a, that's a plan, it's a dream, but it's definitely achievable. Absolutely, it's achievable. We're all behind him. The whole city's behind him, all countries behind him. What a fight that's going to be against George Groves. Thanks for joining us tonight. You've been listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. You can catch us at Fight Disciples across all social media and also for our entire back catalogue, our award-winning back catalogue, check out fightdisciples.com. And I'll catch you here next week. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.